Psalm 69, for the lead player, on Shushanim, for David. Rescue me, God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I have sunk in the slime of the depth, and there is no place to stand. I have entered the watery depths, and the current has swept me away. I am exhausted from my calling out. My throat is hoarse. My eyes fail from hoping for my God. More numerous than the hairs of my head are the unprovoked foes, are my unprovoked foes. My destroyers grow strong, my lying foes. What have I not stolen that I should give back? God, you know my folly, and my guilt is not hidden from you. Let not those who hope for you be shamed through me, Master, O Lord of armies. Let those who seek you not be disgraced through me, God of Israel. Because for you I have borne reproach, disgrace has covered my face. Estranged I have been from my brothers, and an alien to my mother's sons. For the zeal of your house has consumed me, the reproach of your reproachers has fallen on me. And in fasting I wept for my being, it became a reproach for me. I made sackcloth my garment, and became for them a byword. I was the talk of those who sit in the gate the drunkard's taunting song. But I, may my prayer to you, O Lord, come in a favorable hour. God, as befits your kindness, answer me with your steadfast rescue. Save me from the mire that I not drown. Let me be saved from my foes and from the watery depths. Let the water's current not sweep me away, and let not the deep swallow me, and let the pit not close its mouth on me. Answer me, Lord, for your kindness is good. In your great compassion turn to me, and hide not your face from your servant, for I am in straits. Hurry, answer me. Come near me, redeem me, because of my enemies ransom me. It is you who know my reproach and my shame and disgrace before all my foes. Reproach breaks my heart. I grow ill. I hope for consolation, and there is none and for comforters, and do not find them. They gave me for my, for my nourishment wormwood, and for my thirst they made me drink vinegar. May their table before them become a trap, and their allies a snare. May their eyes grow too dark to see. May their loins perpetually shake. Pour out upon them your wrath, and your blazing fury overtake them. May their encampment be laid waste, and in their tent may no one dwell. For you, whom you struck, they pursued, and they recounted the pain of your victims. Add guilt upon their guilt, and let them have no part in your bounty. Let them be wiped from the book of life, and among the righteous let them not be written. But I am lowly and hurting. Your rescue, O Lord, will protect me. Let me praise God's name in song. Let me extol him in thanksgiving. And let, let it be better to the Lord than oxen, than a horned bull with its hooves. The lowly have been seen and rejoiced. Those who seek God, let their hearts be strong. For the Lord listens to the needy, and his captives he has not despised. Let heaven and earth extol him, the seas and all that stirs within them. For God will rescue Zion and rebuild the towns of Judah, and they will dwell there and possess it and the seed of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell there.
this is a psalm that um, reminds me quite a bit of the um, the prayer that Jonah uh, spoke in the book of Jonah after he was um, swallowed by the fish and had been there for three days. And um, the poem itself talks about how he has been um, uh, pulled down into the depths and is drowning and uh, needs rescue. And he promises that he will go and give sacrifices in the temple if he is rescued. Um, and uh, it's the centerpiece of the book of Jonah. Uh, we often think of Jonah as um, a story about uh, a man who has been swallowed by a fish or a whale. Uh, and that is the, um, the very center of the book. It is the, the important um, action that turns uh, the entire narrative around from Jonah running away from God uh, to, um, uh, well, to Jonah um, trying to do what, or seeming to do what God has asked him to do. But um, in reality, he is begrudging and he hasn't fully accepted what God did. Uh, but in the very center of it is there's this poem, um, uh, which uh, in, in the narrative context is something that um, Jonah prayed as he was in the in the fish. Um, but uh, um, you know, obviously, it's a it's a well crafted poem. It was something that um, whatever you think of the historical value of the Book of Jonah, uh, that poem was clearly um, worked after. <laughs> And it wasn't um, composed and um, completed inside uh, the belly of a whale, whatever you think of the historical value of Jonah. Um, at any rate, uh, this is a, a, a similar concept, um, Psalm 69, uh, where it uses the imagery of someone drowning um, to represent being abandoned by God and being um, in desperate need of rescue. And uh, it's a pleading with God. Um, this poem doesn't uh, go into detail about um, wanting to um, make sacrifice. In fact, there's a point in the poem where it says, well, hopefully this prayer will be <laughs> more pleasing than a bowl, uh, which is a reference to a sacrifice. Um, there is also an important, uh, for Christianity, an important uh, line. Uh, it says, for my thirst, they made me drink vinegar. And um, if you're familiar with the, uh, the story of um, uh, Jesus' crucifixion, you'll remember that uh, there is a point when he is offered um, something to drink, and it's, um, it's vinegar. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very weak, um, you know, it's a wine substitute. Uh, and uh, so there's this, this sense that... Um, the enemies of the the poet have given him uh, something that doesn't really taste very good. It's not very, um, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, sort of almost the bare minimum of what you can offer someone, and it tastes bad because it's 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 vinegar. It's not wine. It's it's um, it's something else. Um, the context of the poem is really it's striking how very different the story of. Uh, you know, the narrative of this poem, this psalm is from uh, the narrative of the crucifixion, because um, in the crucifixion uh, story, Jesus is dying on the cross in order to become the sacrifice to rescue um, everybody, including his enemies, including the people that are at that very moment um, 
uh, uh, killing him. Uh, the whole idea is that all of humanity is sinful and that he is offering himself as a sacrifice. And he is a worthy sacrifice because he is the son of God. Uh, again, I'm not sure if you believe that, um, as I do. Uh, but the, uh, the Psalm 69 has almost the opposite um, idea, saying, look, you need to rescue me. You need to harm my enemies. You need to heap guilt upon guilt. Um, you, you need to take a stand for your uh, chosen person. And that means standing against other people who are not chosen. Um, it means standing against my enemies. Uh, it's a pleading with God, um, pointing out that um, he's been cut off from, um, you know, from his, uh, the people he, um, he's supposed to, you know, his, his brothers. And um, so it's, it's a very different poem. <laughs> it's a very different Psalm. It's a very different feeling. It's a feeling of vengeance instead of a feeling of, of um, reconciliation. It's a, um, it's strange, honestly, and it's interesting to read with fresh eyes, uh, trying to think of not of the um, the prophetic, uh, little prophetic bit, um, which is, again, striking, uh, but to think of the whole context and the very different feel for um, what the psalmist is feeling than what um, what we believe that Jesus was uh, going for in terms of, of bringing peace uh, and not bringing um, you're rescuing people from um, the harsh judgment that we deserve. Uh, all right. Well, I'll talk to you next time, whenever that may be.